Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My whole objective is when you're the underdog, you have to fight the other guy like he's the underdog. And you're the favorite. It's all a mindset. No, he's the fucking underdog. I'm gonna fight him like he's the underdog. He has no chance. Here we go, round number one, heavyweight championship of the world. Anthony Joshua, heavyweight champion of the world, coming in here to Madison Square Garden, wanting to showcase his skills. He is doing that so far, but getting a bit of a test here early from Andy Ruiz. The middle game, like, okay, you think you got me back on my heels, but you're not really. The champ with the right hand. Ruiz is staggered and an uppercut, trying to hold on. Straping right. Just takes one punch. And Joshua's hurt. Joshua is hurt. He's staggered and he goes down again. Oh, that hook. And now a barrage. Success in trouble. And down he goes. This shouldn't be happening. It either make him a better individual, a better fighter, a better person, or it might just destroy him. He's very kind and very nice. His way of thinking has to change. How did I get here? You're here because you got two of them. Okay, now we're going to shift into gear two. Let's go. I'm the supreme being. I'm going to become the greatest fighter since the beginning of the dawn. He's going to only be champion for six months because I'm going to knock him out the next fight. That's just the mindset of a champion. He just went through his first baptism in fire. He survived it. He's ready now. He never really lost his focus. I look for him to end up being the undisputed heavyweight champion. You'll see. You'll see. (laughs) Welcome, fight fans. It's another episode of the podcast. And sticking with the theme of revenge or repeat this week, we've got the big fight preview as Anthony Joshua looks to claim his world titles back from Andy Ruiz Jr. And before we get into the big fight preview, of course, I want you to go and follow us on social media by checking us out on Twitter at BTR Boxing Pod and Facebook at BTR Boxing Podcast. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, Spotify, any available podcasting app, go on there. Thank you for all the guys that have been following us. We've seen a load of new followers come in this week, so I really, really appreciate it. And I hope if you're listening to this episode and this is your first time listening to us, then go and check out all the other series that we do. Legendary Nights, Career Profiles, we've got the lot for you. So Johnston is on the line, as always, to break down the big fight preview between Joshua and Ruiz. And my word, I am looking forward to this fight a lot more than what I thought I would be until fight weeks come upon us. Yeah, same here, mate. I can't wait for it now. Um, now it's 
sort of crept up. It seemed to have been taking an age. But now, um, now Fartwick is here, and uh, obviously, it's, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it's all going to pan out, and and uh, just to see how it goes really, and whether Anthony Joshua can produce the goods or not. It's, you know, it's, it's, we've got to try and be neutral here. Um, I'm not going to hide the fact that I, you know, I, I do want Anthony to win the fight, obviously. Um, but saying that, if if Ruiz does do the business, then you know, I will give him absolutely full respect for that. But We'll see what happens. We will obviously break it down as we go by in this in this pod, and um, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see who what we decide on how it's going to roll. And I'm just looking forward to a great fight. I'm hoping that they produce the goods. We certainly are hoping they produce the goods on the night. And as always with the big fight preview episodes, we're going to look into obviously the previous fight, which was significant in boxing and boxing history, of course. Big upset earlier on this year, June the first in Madison Square Garden. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the breakdown of the fight coming up, the keys to victory, and of course, our predictions. What do we see happening and how do we see it going down? So let's start there. Let's rewind back to June the 1st, Madison Square Garden, Joshua's US debut. And my word, did that completely go tits up? Just a bit, mate. Goodness sake. Uh, yeah, I think I think we all thought that um, Anthony was going to just go sort of roll through in a nice comfortable victory up you know um, I think I, I can't think of anybody that thought that Ruiz was going to win this fight um, and uh, you know we've all you know we don't quite, we don't quite understand what the situation was, was with Joshua there was obviously clearly something not quite right with him um, we don't know the ins and outs in it he hasn't he hasn't bought up any excuses to his credit so you know you've got to give the utmost respect to Andy Ruiz who uh Blew the bloody doors off the weight division, didn't he, really? <laughs> yeah, he certainly did. And he did it in emphatic fashion, to be honest, as well. And when you look back through the careers of both men in the lead-up to that first particular fight, you know, you could argue that maybe Joshua didn't really have the resume that he needed for a, for a tough guy like Andy Ruiz, and he was that Andy Ruiz was underestimated. But actually, when you look back through the career of Anthony Joshua, you know, over the past five, six fights, he's actually had, you know, some really, really tough opponents. The, the, the life-and-death fight with Klitschko, beating Carlos Takam, beating Joseph Parker, beating Alexander Povet, and then obviously getting this fight with Andy Ruiz Jr. So to me, you know, he'd had that apprenticeship that he'd needed. People were always saying, and Eddie Hearn was always saying, yeah, but he's only had 20 fights and, and you know, he's not had the level of, of experience we wanted him to have. And them names on them resume to me, given what they, they've done in the sport or what fights they've been involved in since Anthony Joshua shared the ring with him, for me, you know, kind of signifies that actually these fights were very significant and, and did give him the experience I believe he needed in that fight with Ruiz. Ruiz obviously came in on a five-week notice. It all began because Jarrell Miller was supposed to be the opponent for Anthony Joshua, and obviously we'd slated that because we didn't feel he he you know he deserved that opportunity. And, and lo and behold, you know he gets he gets tested and uh, he ends up getting banned because he's sticking needles in his ass cheeks and, and putting <laughs> drugs in his body. And then we get. Different names, Michael Hunter was one of the favourites going in and then all of a sudden Andy Ruiz Jr. comes along and five weeks you know, prior, he'd, he'd, he'd just come off the back of beating Alexander Dimitrenko, who was once a world-level contender and that was a good impressive win for him and he was just sort of floating along, you know, he'd lost to Joseph Parker previously and other than that, I think the wider audience 
in in boxing and, the, and maybe it's more so the, the the people that only tune in for the big fights didn't really know who this guy was so obviously for them this was like oh it's just another guy who's who joshua's going to destroy oh look at the state of his body and and obviously <laughs> with the comments that people were making for andy ruiz jr anybody who knows boxing who's involved in boxing media or knows the sport knew that andy ruiz jr was going to be a lot tougher than what people expected yeah, and, and obviously, uh, don't judge a book by its cover because clearly, uh, you know, Andy Ruiz is, uh, is is nowhere near the same physique as Anthony Joshua. Um, so, I, you know, most people when they see it, especially the casuals, would have looked at Ruiz and thought, "Come on, I mean, this guy, what's this guy going to do? You know, Joshua is anything and work the body, and he's going to get rid of him in no time." And and that wasn't the case. And to be fair, to, to Ruiz's credit, I mean, you look at back on his on his resume, and you do look at, say, the Joseph Parker fight, for instance, where you know many of us, uh, you know, including myself, you know, I thought I thought he was pretty fortunate to get away with a win there, Parker. I thought Ruiz fought really well that night, and he could have quite easily have come away with a win if that wasn't in New Zealand. Possibly he would have. So um, you know, the one defeat on his record was against Parker, but. Really, he's pretty much undefeated. If you really look at that fight and you really dissect it and you, you break it down, you know, Ruiz probably should have come away with a win. So, effectively, um, that would have derailed the Parker-Joshua fight. So, you know, maybe we've looked at Parker and thought he was better than, than, than maybe he is. Um, so, you know, Ruiz, he came in, as, as you say, as you rightly said, after Miller, and he, he was brought in as a as a replacement. Um, short notice, he, was, he clearly the smaller guy, which is something that Joshua has struggled with. He, he struggled with smaller opponents. So, you know, maybe to, to, to our sort of, what we, what we what we see it as was a, a layup. In actual fact, it was nowhere near that. And Ruiz has actually proved himself to be one of the best in the division. And, and we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it's really intriguing. I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll break it down as much as we can. Obviously, um, you know, looking through the resumes, it, Joshua clearly for me had the better had the better resume. He, had, he fought the better opponents, but it doesn't matter. You know, on the night he wasn't he wasn't quite right, um, and Ruiz did what he needed to do and become the first ever Mexican heavyweight champion. And and now we will find out whether just just how good he is, and and also how good Joshua is, I suppose. Yeah, I think it's probably. For me now, now we're in fight week, it is probably one of the most anticipated matchups of the year and, and rematches obviously as well because, you know, earlier on this week we released the Revenge or Repeat podcast which we focused on some of the historical heavyweight bouts which involved fighters that had lost the title and won the title back and then fighters that defended the title successfully in rematches so if you've not already checked that podcast out go and check that one out because that does give you more of a detailed breakdown of some of them fights over the year and a, and a few statistics uh, to go along with that as well so this particular fight is is very anticipated now because obviously we, we've not touched on the fact that this is actually taking place in Saudi Arabia as well, which was something that came to a surprise of lot, a lot of us, really. No one expected Saudi Arabia to be the destination for this rematch. We all had, you know, back in America as... as you know the place to be really is that was the debut and you would have thought they would would have wanted to go back there and, and sort of exercise them demons but you know the the saudis come along with their with their saudi money and they get this fight over in saudi arabia no matter how much you want to promote it over there you know this this is turning into 
an area of the world where events are taking place and we've seen it with the WWE they've staged two or three events every year now there for the past couple of years and that's because the Saudis are obviously paying them a hell of a lot of money to do that even though you know there's some laws and there's some things over there that are questionable politically and yeah we're going to see this happen over there and we've got now a stacked undercard which we'll touch on a little bit later but we forgot to touch on that fact and that's something that I believe you know, could be a significant factor on that. It's just a completely different place in the world where these two guys are fighting. I know at the end of the day, it is just a ring and it is just the two of them fighting, but it's a completely different culture, way of life, build-up, climatising, you know, there's a lot of things to consider there. But, you know, in all the build-up to this second fight, we're also forgetting about the fact that Andy Ruiz was stalling on this rematch, stalling on the venue, stalling on the location, stalling on the money, and, and now we're finally here in fight week. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a surprise. Um, I was I wasn't too sure that it was going to happen there. I'll be honest. I, I felt that you know it was a, a venue that you know it, politically it's it's not quite where where the rest of us you know the rest of the world are in terms of uh, the stuff that you know that goes on there. Um, and it was it was highly you know uh, people people weren't weren't best pleased with it, um, and I can understand why. And, you know, it's it's not the sort of venue and environment that you would expect uh, such a big heavyweight fight to be taking place. But it's, it's happening. Um, whether it's right or wrong, um, I don't really know, to be honest. You know, looking at it in a humane way, probably not. But, you know, we are boxing fans at the end of the day and we're always going to follow the boxing wherever that may be. And, and you know, history again, you know, although history does not define what the future is going to give to us, you know, it... It's always there, and you know the thrill of Manila. You know we all know about Manila, and then also uh, the Rumble in the Jungle as well. Which uh, you know those are two massive heavyweight fights that happened years gone by, um, and they were both countries that were not in. Uh, I don't know how to put it really. They they weren't quite caught up with the rest of the world, and and, I, and I'm guessing this is pretty much the same. Um, so I can understand people's distaste with it, to be quite honest with you, um, but. You know, we've got to just look at the fight, and that's that's basically what we're here to do. So, I'm not gonna. I, I don't know the ins and outs. And I've read the bits and bobs, and um, I don't agree with some of the stuff that goes on there, or a lot of the stuff, to be quite frank. But, you know, as I say, it is a fight, and that's what we're here to witness. And 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 we're hopefully gonna they're gonna put on a show for for the rest of the world. Certainly, and I'm, I am looking forward to it. I really am, and, and and I know I've said this a couple of times already in the in the twelve minutes we've been recording the episode. But I, I genuinely am excited for fight night. I genuinely genuinely am excited to see how this will play out because I've I've got my sort of head set in a certain way as to how this is going to go down, and I think being impartial about it now we move into a section of the episode in the big fight preview where we we look to kind of cover keys to victory now obviously we've done this before with this fight earlier on this year so it's no stranger to us really to sort of sit sit down and and give our keys to victory on it and and starting with Andy Ruiz of course you know He's the champion now going into this. He's the one that took the belts. He's the one that made being a smaller man an advantage on the night. His speed, you know, his deceptive hand speed was, was something Joshua, had, I don't think, had, had dealt with before in his heavyweight resume. Even though he's got a great heavyweight resume, he'd not really faced a guy like Andy Ruiz who was deceptive. And that's what 
Andy Ruiz was all about on the night it was being deceptive. So for Andy Ruiz, really, a repeat performance of June the 1st is exactly what we're looking for. To be able to get under Joshua's jab and slip in and throw the, throw the right hands over the top and, and throw the short, sharp shots on the inside and get out from underneath Joshua is, is how he's going to have to go in there and approach this fight because that is what he has as an asset to him although people think yeah he's a smaller man and you know he's going to get his head jabbed off and people have theories about how Joshua is going to make this a boring fight in a boring night I don't think Ruiz is going to go in there and exactly just stand in front of Joshua and just let him get self get peppered with a jab all night because you watch the gloves are off that that Sky Sports have recorded and Andy Ruiz has basically said I want to end your career to Joshua's face and from what I've seen of Andy Ruiz, now he's come to the forefront on social media and across media platforms. I genuinely believe the guy. I genuinely believe that he really does want to go in there uh, and piss all over Eddie Hearn's chips and, and end the career uh, at this at this level of Anthony Joshua. I'm a family man. I have kids. I got my wife. So I think that's what keeps me humble, keeps me motivated, keeps me a purpose to be fighting and what I do it for. Now, I've got to ask you this. How, how's life changed for you? Because I see, like, what everybody else sees. You see the white Rolls Royce, the mansion. Everybody's all right. Hunger's got to change a little bit. A little bit? <laughs> no, you know, well, those are material stuff. Those are things that I always wanted, you know, since I was young. And don't let the, the flashy things fool you. There's, there's, there's just things that I always wanted, you know. But the house, the, the things that really matter is the house uh, but, for the kids. But doesn't that... Doesn't the want of all that help drive you, help you have that hunger and desire? Now well, it makes, got it, it makes you want more. It makes you want more. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not satisfied. There's still more to be proven. There's still more for me to, to keep uh, following my dreams, you know? I, I don't want to be a 15-minute fame. I want to have a, a legacy, just how he had, how he defended a lot of those titles and be a lot of the different champions. That's what I want to be. I don't think that's going to happen, even if he did lose it on Joshua. I think he would still be a marquee name to be reckoned with. But having said that, if Andy Ruiz did beat him, then of course it'd make a massive dent in his career and his legacy. But going back to the point of keys to victory, being the smaller man has his advantages. He's shown them advantages on June the 1st. And I think that's what he's got to do again. He's got to be quick. He's got to be sharp. If he comes in a little bit lighter, I wouldn't be surprised because I think they're going to go for a little bit more speed this time. And if you look at Joshua in the build-up, he looks like he's dropped a little bit of muscle mass as well. So he's probably going to go for a little bit more speed this time as well to try and match Andy Ruiz punch for punch. And I think that's why they're doing it. So for me, Andy Ruiz, there are his keys to victory. Yeah, hundred percent. And obviously, it's quite clearly, it's quite evident that um, Anthony has suffered, uh, has struggled, I should say, uh, struggled and suffered uh, against fighting little short fellas. Um, you know, it's something that he's uh, he's not quite worked out. So, um, I, I suppose the one good thing is is that he's fought Ruiz. He knows what Ruiz is going to bring. Whether Ruiz is going to bring anything different, I don't think he will. I think he's going to pretty much be bringing exactly what he did in the first fight. If uh, Joshua decides to to fight the way he did in the first fight, it's not going to last very. It's not going to last long, and he, he's going to find himself in a lot of trouble. So he's clearly, by the looks you know, of his body, his physique, um, you know, it is something that he's looking to, to to match really with, like you say, with the speed factor. I think that's something he needed to shred off some of that muscle mass. Um, clearly a stamina issue with Joshua. Um, there was also other issues um, 
that no one has, you know, clearly come out and said that this is 100% how it is. I'm sure we'll all find out later on at the end of his career. But with 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 Ruiz, I'm expecting to be coming in, getting under that jab, as you say, and and throwing a lot of shots, which is something that he will try to do. Um, Joshua, it's, it's 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 just a matter of, for me, I think the biggest problem for Joshua is his mindset. I mean. Whether he, whether that victory has sort of done something with him mentally, um, well, well, that's that's what I'm really looking at and thinking. You know, what's going to happen? I think I think that's where I, I sort of raise the question mark. Um, you know, we, we've seen it. We've, we've looked at the history and we've seen that when guys do lose their title, um, that most of the time the, the repeat does happen because. Just mentally, they're not quite there. Mentally, they feel that the, the other guy's got the upper hand. And but Joshua has proven in the past in his amateur career that he's come through. Sort of, you know, he's he had three defeats in his amateurs. He, he, I think he was a world championships that he lost in the final, and then he came back and won the Olympics. So that's the sort of mentality he's got to be tapping into, um, and he needs to make sure that he does not allow Ruiz to get sort of confident in any way he needs to make sure he's on the back foot from the off and and it, and, and for Ruiz it's a win-win if he loses I think he's expected to lose he can still move on he can he can still got some big fights in the future and if he wins well you know the world's his oyster really you know he's got that mega fight against Wilder after Fury or whoever else he wants to fight but you know it, it's just a really intriguing matchup and I'm expecting it to be a lot different to the first one I'm expecting a better Joshua and a more prepared Joshua. I got burnt the first time, I won't get burnt the second time. And I say that, the, the, the meat weren't cooked yet, man. The meat weren't cooked yet. You know, I, I, I should have waited a bit longer. I poked the meat a bit too early. But I done it, I, like, it was a little, it was 30% of the way there. Should have waited a bit longer. Kept on poking, kept on poking. So I'll just be smarter next time. Knock and I know his distance. Style. No, I think, I think he'll be knockout. With all due respect, I think, you know, I don't know, but I'm going to talk as it, I'm going to talk it <laughs> so it comes to reality. I definitely, I don't think he's a weak punch. I don't think I'm a weak puncher. And if I go in there and I don't knock him out, I box him like a, like a bantamweight. I'm a big puncher, man, so I have to hit him to hurt him. I think we've got to look at the mindset as a definite factor on the night. And you, you're totally right in bringing that into the conversation, really, because, you know, 70% of... of Anything in life is usually mind over matter, and 70 30 equation. You know, people have said this in the past, legendary trainers have quoted this in the past that it's sort of 70% mental, 30% physical. And I do genuinely believe that is the case when you apply it to other things in life as well. And I think this is the case in boxing if you don't have the right mentality going into the ring on fight night. You're bound to make mistakes in the ring. You're bound not to go to the game plan yet you've been setting out for the past five, six weeks of your training camp. You're bound to make that one mistake. You're bound to drop your hand and, and be susceptible to an overhand right. And this is what we've got to see on fight night and what we've got to hope that you know Joshua uh, has, has adapted well to and, and been able to take the negatives about losing and turn them into a positives. Because if he goes in there and he's still got this uncertainty about him, then... You know, we we could go in and you know not to go to the predictions too quickly, but you know, they could quite easily end this fight the same way it did the first time round if if that was the way he went in there as well. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think for Anthony Joshua, I think we've seen 
what his best assets are and his his keys to victory in a fight against a guy like Ruiz is what I was saying earlier where most people were saying oh all he's got to do is just stand there and, and, and sort of bring out the straight one-two combinations to Ruiz. It's not as simple as that. It's not as simple. Joshua's going to have to show a lot more lateral movement in this fight, probably more so than we've seen in a lot of his fights. He's going to have to move around a lot more. And I think that's why they've trimmed him down a little bit more for the stamina factor, for the speed factor. And they're going to go in there and they're going to want to get in and get out just the same way Ruiz is. Ruiz is going to want to get close and rough him up, whereas Joshua is going to want to get in, get a couple of combinations of step back and then throw a counter on his way out as Ruiz is sort of stepping forward to throw a shot in. You know, Josh, you're going to see Joshua take a step back and throw a backhand straight down the pipe. And, and that's what I'm expecting, to be honest. You know, I, I think that's what... Joshua was going to be training to do with Andy Ruiz. That's that's how he's going to be able to negate a guy like Andy Ruiz. So it's going to be really interesting how these two guys come into the ring and, and how the game plans can be implemented on fight night and whether there is a plan B for either man on fight night because that's what's going to be interesting is, is how they react. Andy Ruiz got dropped in the first fight and we saw how he reacted. You know, how is Joshua going to react again if he was to get dropped or get caught again with another shot? Is he going to fold? Is he going to be a Frank Bruno? Is he going to end up going down? And, you know, we're going to kind of see uh, another shot defeat, really? Because, you know, are the bookies... I don't even know what the bookies odds are at the moment, but I'm guessing maybe people still think Joshua's going to go in there and, and, and do what Lennox Lewis did to Hassim Rackman back in 2001. Maybe that's what people think he's going to do. But... I think we've given enough on our keys to victory of how both men can actually win this fight. I think the burning question and the part that everybody's going to want to know from us is our predictions, of course, and, and Johnston will start with you. You've had time to think about it. You've had time to assess the conversation we've had uh, and some of the stuff you've seen in the build-up to it. How do you think this fight's going to play out and who do you think is going to win? Right, so... Uh... My my biggest question mark is to do with Anthony Joshua's mental state, um, whether he feels he's got enough, whether the, the, the loss is going to be a, a, a hindrance to him in terms of he's going to go into that ring and, and he's going to make mistakes. Um, you know, I suppose the one person you could look at is someone like a David Price, where that first defeat sort of it really affected him and he jumped straight into the rematch, what he shouldn't have done, and he ended up getting basically beaten the same way. Um, I don't think Anthony is like uh, is going to be mentally as he's not going to go in as the same same like as what David Price did, for instance. I think he's mental. I think he's going to see it as this is a, a sort of a burning desire to make sure he puts the wrong right. I think he's 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 really tapping into it and he's making sure that he does not make them mistakes. And I think he he overlooked Ruiz. He was looking beyond Ruiz. I think there was problems in camp. I think. There was problems. There was a lot of other stuff going on with, with Joshua. That, as I as I keep saying, we we don't know the ins and outs of it. But he wasn't the same Joshua that we've seen in the past. And I do think that Joshua will have the mindset, the ability. He's going to have the speed, and he's going to have worked his bollocks off to make sure that he does not make them same mistakes. And that, and I think the one thing I would like to say is Rob McCracken was highly criticised for what, how he performed on the night, not just Joshua. And I think he's got a point to prove as well. And I think them two together will have worked very, very hard in making sure that they do everything right, that they've not only just got a, a, a plan plan A, where they are 
effectively going to try and work behind the jab, make it a bit of a boring fight and keep Ruiz at distance. Um, I think the plan B, will all, there will also be a plan B there, whatever that may be. And I honestly believe that Anthony Joshua will have enough to defeat Ruiz uh, and, and retain his titles. And um, and, and I, I'm expecting it to be an in-fact knockout as well. I really do believe sort of around... Not not so much just after the middle rounds. I can see I can see Joshua having problems. I can see Ruiz putting it on him. Uh, Ruiz will continue to come forward. He's he, you know I'm not going to just talk about Joshua. There is another guy and his name is Andy Ruiz and he's been excellent and he, he proved himself in the first fight. I just don't believe that you know I think he's going to be coming in with the same game plan and I don't think that that he's gonna he's got enough to change it up. I think he's going to be pretty much the same and I think that makes it a little bit easier for Joshua. Um, and I think um, I think Ruiz will go down again, and I believe that eventually he will get stopped. And I'm, I'm expecting, in fact, a knockout, and I'll say sort of in between sort of round eight and ten. So I'm going to go against you on this one, and I'm genuinely going to go with Andy Ruiz Jr. to to repeat his performance on June the first and stop Anthony Joshua late on in the fight. And my justification for that is I do believe that Andy Ruiz is all wrong for Anthony Joshua for his style and. You know, although I've obviously been unbiased and sort of talking about how they've both, you know, done certain things in the lead up to this particular fight and the rematch, and now Joshua's slimmed down and all the rest of it, etc. I just think that now Joshua's been beaten, that aura of invincibility has, has been taken away. The the things you've pointed out, Johnson, about his mental state of mind, I think, I think that's going to have a massive effect on him. I genuinely do. I mean, I mean, dropping down a lower level and dropping down to when David Price fought Tony Thompson, although. You know, this is a completely different level of boxing. The, the way Tony Thompson beat David Price, as, as David Price never got over that. Let's be honest; he's never got over that in his career. And never. I don't, th- I don't think Anthony Joshua's going to get over this. I honestly don't. I think the way in in which pressure has been put on Joshua ever since he won that gold in the Olympics in 2012 has been immense. And I think eventually the the pressure is gonna is gonna succumb. You know all the things he has to do and commitments he has outside of the ring, sponsorship deals, commercials, advert. The guy's running ragged constantly all the time. He's he's been a man in demand for the past six seven years now, and I think eventually that catches up with you. And I think that caught up with him earlier on this year. And I think Andy Ruiz Jr. I think we've we've not really touched on on how good of an amateur he was. He was a fantastic amateur, brilliant amateur career, and. The only reason people don't really know Andy Ruiz Jr., the professional, is because he's not really been given the opportunity at the highest level until the fight came along and he took it with both hands against Anthony Joshua. If we would have seen him in fights, you know, other than Anthony Joshua and Joseph Park, if we would have seen him in with some more top-level contenders, I honestly believe he would have probably beat a lot of them and people would have known his name especially in the UK, a little bit more than what they did come fight night in June the 1st. But I just think he's got the footwork and the style. And if he has been taking training seriously, and again, it's in a big if, if he has been taking training seriously, and he does come in there a little bit lighter himself than what he was on fight night, with them deceptively fast hands and that footwork, I do think he's all wrong for Joshua. I think for me, Joshua, Joshua's issues has always been that he's been quite static in the way he goes about with his work and in... Very much like when we used Slag Litchko off for the same thing, you know. The, I think the reason them the fight between them two was was so life and death was because they both had a similar kind of style. The way they boxed, you know, it was very, 
it was very robotic and Anthony Joshua's got so far in his career by doing that. I think what we haven't really seen a lot of from Joshua is lateral movement is you know the the combination punching getting in getting out yeah he's good when people are standing in front of him but when people are moving around and getting underneath and slipping and landing punches on him we've seen not just in the Ruiz fight but in previous fights that he does have a little bit of trouble with guys like that and I do think Andy Ruiz is going to go in there and repeat repeat his performance and I think a few things will play a factor I think mental state of mind is going to play a factor I think styles are going to play a factor on the night and I think Andy Ruiz is going to go in there and upset the odds and, and put himself alongside some of the greats of history by retaining the titles and, and going on to, to hopefully compete in bigger fights. And people might might argue against me on that and people have their own reasons for why they think Joshua is going to win this fight and fair play to you. But based on what I've seen in the first fight, based on what I've seen throughout Andy Ruiz and Andy Joshua's career, I just think Andy Ruiz is, is the kryptonite to the Superman that has been Anthony Joshua. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that saying. Um, do you know, I, I honestly believe that I can see Anthony performing one of his, certainly one of his best performances. I can really see it. I can honestly say that I think his mindset will be hunger and it's going to be desire. I don't, I don't think that this loss is going to, I think it has played a massive part. I think he will have been really hurt by it, but I think he's going to tap into the fact that he has been hurt and he has, you know, I, I just think that he's gonna he's gonna make he ain't gonna make the same mistakes, and I think he's gonna be coming in a lot short, a lot trimmed down, a lot more trimmed down. He's not gonna be as muscular. He still will have it, obviously, and I think the stamina is always gonna be the issue. But I do believe that um, that Joshua's just gonna have too much for Ruiz. I'm not yeah, Ruiz. I can completely understand why you would say repeat. You know. Generally, in history, you know, we've done it, uh, we've been through it, and it tends to go that way, doesn't it? Especially immediate rematches. Sometimes, you know, many were saying maybe Joshua should have just taken himself away from it and just never taken the immediate rematch and just fought a couple of bodies, basically, and just got his, uh, you know, his confidence back up, which is obviously going to be the big question mark. And I think that's that's, like, that's the point you're trying to make, is the fact that you think Ruiz has got his, his card marks, which is completely understandable. But... I honestly feel that Joshua will do everything he needs to do on the night, and he will put in a fine performance. And I can, I can see. Him. I say it could even come down as being a bit boring. I think it might be. I think he's going to keep him long, and he's not going to allow Rui to get underneath him. And if he does, you know, I'm thinking that they've worked on certain things in their camp to make sure that when Rui does go down, like he did in the first fight, I think he was. Now, watching that first fight back when he did put him down, I don't quite understand what Joshua was doing. He he didn't take his time. He went. He rushed straight in and got caught, and um, that hurt him. And he could not recover. And I don't think that's going to happen this time. I think this time when he does put him down, he's going to be patient and he's going to keep his range and he's going to wait for the right time to put that foot down on the gas and, and eventually get rid of him. So that's why I'm sort of saying it's going to go a little bit late. It's going to go a bit beyond sort of what it was before. It was seven rounds, isn't it? So I'm expecting it to be around eight and eight uh, and ten. But I wouldn't be surprised if it goes a distance. And it is a bit of a boring fight. And Joshua does keep him at range. Um, but as you say, the, the question mark, you know, Ruiz is better than a lot of people give him credit for because of, you know, his body shape and, you know, he's probably his, his happy-go-lucky attitude. You know, he, he's a... He's a nice guy, Rui, to be fair. And, um, you know, if he does pull it off, it wouldn't surprise me either. It would not surprise me at all. But I just think we're going to see a different Joshua. We're going to see a Joshua that this defeat is going to give him the kick up the arse that he needed. This is this is the defeat now 
where I think this is going to be a second part of Joshua's career and we're going to see um, a better Joshua, not only in this fight, but in the next couple of years as well. So, there are our predictions for the big fight and, of course, a little bit of speculation on fight week. We've already had people uh, from different outlets talking about how Anthony Joshua's been hurt in sparring again and, and how he's hurt sparring partners. There's there's loads of rumours going around that rumour mill, of course, and do I believe any of it? I don't think I do, to be honest with you. I think it is just people hyping up the machine ready for Saturday night and, you know, I don't think we'll ever truly know whether any of these rumours are actually true unless Anthony Joshua comes out and admits them himself. So I don't really want to buy too much into that at this moment in time. But what I do want to do, Johnson, is obviously talk about the undercard for the fights and talk about Alexander Povetkin versus Michael Hunter because that's one fight on this particular card which... If Anthony Joshua and Ruiz is a bit of a bore fest, Alexander Povetkin and Michael Hunter, I can't see that being it. No way. Absolutely not. I think this is going to be a good fight and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I, and I honestly believe that I, I've, I've rated Michael Hunter. I think this is the fight for him now where he can really showcase his skills. I honestly believe Michael Hunter is one of the guys to, that, that will get a title shot. And I think after this victory, because I do believe he's going to beat Povetkin, which is, you know, it's no easy feat. You know, Povetkin proved himself again, again against Huey Fury, although Huey was way, way below pie. He was pretty poor that night. But saying that, he did get the win against a younger, sort of fresher guy. Um, uh, I just, I really like watching Michael Hunter. I just like the way he can move around the ring. I enjoy his, his shot selection, he's, he's smart in there, he's really clever. And um, I don't think it's going to be a stoppage. I could see it going for the full distance. But, uh, you know, Povetkin is going to be in for a, a hell of a fight, as as is Hunter. But I'm expecting Hunter to produce the goods. And it's a, it's a fight that I think will probably steal the show, to be honest with you. If, um, saying that, if, if Joshua is, as I predict, to be a, a, an emphatic knockout victory, that probably will. But, you know, that could go the distance. If it does, you know, the, the, the scorecards, again, just, just touching on that main event, that, that could be a bit of a, an issue. If it does go the distance, we, that's always, it's been an issue for the last few weeks and it has through, through the years of boxing. So um, that could be a massive controversial decision. It wouldn't surprise me either, but I'm expecting Hunter Povetkin to be the fight of the night. I really am. And, and I think, um, think Hunter is going to prove himself in heavyweight division, he's going to make himself a bit of a name on the night, and um, hopefully he goes on to better, bigger and better things. It certainly is one of the best fights of the card, other than the main event, of course, because we've said about Michael Hunter for a while that, you know, he was the man lined up, essentially, to fight Andy Joshua, and I think this is his golden opportunity, and the perfect stage to do it on, to beat a guy like Povetkin, is this undercard, of course. This would put him right in line, probably to fight, potentially, the winner of this, because... I'm pretty sure yeah. one of the one of the sanctioning bodies will certainly want the titles defended within the next few months, probably early next year. So it's more than likely before we ever see a fight with Deontay Wilder uh, from the winner of Joshua Ruiz, we're probably more than likely to see maybe the winner of Povetkin versus Hunter go, go in there. I think that's more likely to see. So Michael Hunter's got the golden opportunity here to go in there and put on a show in Saudi Arabia, beat Povetkin, beat a guy with a name like Povetkin uh, and a resume like Povetkin and, and, and that'll be the biggest win to date for him of course and then that will lead him nicely into a, a world title opportunity and, and I'd like to see him get an opportunity, I really like the guy, you know he's a really nice fellow and I really like how he operates in the ring and you know I really like his chances and I don't think he'll 
beat any of the elite level fighters. I'll be honest, that's that's my honest opinion. However, I do believe he'll push himself on to a world title shot and, and we get the opportunity to at least see him have a crack at it. But having said that, we didn't think Andy Ruiz Jr. Did, would do what he did and obviously he did, so you never know. So that's a cracking fight mm-hmm. for the card. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. We've also got Philippe Hergovic, 9-0, going in against former... World title challenger Eric Molina, former Anthony Joshua opponent in Eric Molina, which he's been billed for WBC international heavyweight title. Hergovic, obviously since turning pro himself, uh, has been on the rampage. He's obviously been beating his opponents. He's stopped all but two of his opponents. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to beat a guy in Eric Molina, again, who's obviously shared the ring with some notable names. Uh, my only concern is obviously for, for Eric Molina because of obviously uh, what had happened previously with him. Uh, he was previously banned um, from the ring for obviously testing positive for a banned substance so he was out for two years only returned in February of this year so he's only had one fight since that two year layoff and I honestly think the line in Molina up as a, as a name for, for Hergovic to be honest with you to, for Hergovic to look good against and, and get a big win against really and get a name on his resume so there's an, another fight on the card as well and, and before we t- touch on some of the other fights as well we've also got uh, touch on the fact that Dillian White has obviously been added to this card quite recently uh, against Marius Wack and I don't know what to make of that I, I'm not really overly impressed with it and uh, I'm still wondering where the B sample is and there's still all <laughs> sorts of questions that haven't been answered about it but going back to the Hergovic and Molina fight what do you think of Hergovic's career to date? I'm impressed with the, with the big Croat. Um, what was he? He's uh, 27 years old, six foot six, you know, nine and oh, seven K owns. I've been impressed with what I've seen. Um, don't get me wrong, he hasn't fought anyone of any real note. Um, but you know, nine and oh, I wouldn't expect that to be the case. I think once someone gets sort of the 10, 15 fights, that's when they should make the step up. He's obviously better than that because obviously he's fighting someone like Eric Molina who. To his, you know, he, he was obviously had the two-year ban. I think it was from a similar substance as uh, some of the other fellas who uh, also had been tested positive. But, you know, two years is definitely not what they get. Molina unfairly gets two years. Um, you know, it, it just it, it bewilders me as to who who decides on who gets what led for what substance and what substance worse than the other. You know, it's just that. That constant issue that keeps coming up in boxing, and I do feel for Molina actually. You know, he's been done. You know, whether it was a mistake or not, he said it was a mistake, and I don't quite know the ins and outs of it. But he, he was his main point was the fact: why do I get two years? Um, so I don't, I'm not expecting Molina to uh, to cause that much of a problem for Hergovic. I'm expecting Hergovic to come through pretty comfortably. I'm I'm actually going to say this will probably go the distance as well. Uh, but Molina is, uh, you know, he's got something to prove you know, on a big night. So maybe he's gonna, he's gonna produce the goods and come out and really, uh, really go for broke. And I don't think he's gonna have enough in the locker. But it's a good fight, and and obviously the, the, the Dillian White fight is, uh, it's just a fight for Dillian to have, isn't it? Really, I mean, Marius what he was a guy that was, you know, I think his first defeat ever in his career was in what 2012 against Klitschko, um, and that he was. He was a big at the time. He was being talented, a big name, and challenging Klitschko. Klitschko done him in twelve by unanimous decision, and then from that point, he's lost his last four in eight. He won four, lost four. So that's his 
pretty much his record at the minute. I'm expecting Dillian to knock the guy out. Um, no disrespect to what, but um, I think Dillian, obviously, you know, Dillian B sample, Wyatt is there. Uh, he's got a bit of a point to prove himself. So um, we'll see uh, what sort of what, what, what sort of questions he answers come the night, because I think most people are going to be asking what's going on, basically. Um, I think that's the main the, the limelight on on uh, on Dillian, not necessarily the fight, but what's going on. Um, whether he can answer those, I don't think he will. He's pretty going to skim through probably all those questions, but which is a shame. But we'll see what happens. I mean, it's it's just a fight that's been added. Maris, what was I say? He was a he was a guy that was touted a big thing. Obviously, he hasn't. He's, he's thirty nine now. He's, he's beyond that. Um, so I'm expecting a pretty comfortable victory for Dillian. Certainly, I am as well. And I think that's as much as I probably want to say on it because I don't think there's too much to say on it at this moment in time. Uh, the three more fights on the card, we've got Mohamed Rasul Majidov going in against Britain's own Tom Little, who's gone over to Saudi Arabia to, to essentially make up the numbers there in that particular fight by the looks of it. And we've got Ivan Hope, Hopey Price against Freedy Mohamed. And then we've also got Diego Pachillo against Levan Shunia. So we've got all them fights there. I think it's around about a four or five o'clock start UK time with a ring walk at quarter to nine happening our time in the UK. And fight time is about 9pm UK time for the main event as well, which has been confirmed by Matchroom's Frank Smith. So I am really, really excited for the, the the main event this weekend, I'm very excited for what's going to happen this weekend, and I think really my final thoughts on on this particular fight is going to be if Joshua comes in with the right mentality. I think, as you were saying, Josh uh, Johnston, I think I think you're probably right in how you was putting this across as how you think he's going to win and and why he's going to win, but if he doesn't. I honestly think that the things I've talked about with Andy Ruiz's performances and, and how he could go in there and, and repeat his performance could certainly happen on the night. And I think it's whatever happens come fight night, whether it be an exciting four or five round fight or whether it be a 12 round ball fest, the anticipation is at its highest level. People are, are so looking forward to this fight this weekend and I really, really can't wait for it. No, I can't. Um, I have to admit, I'm 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 very fascinated with with how it's all going to pan out. And uh, yeah, as a fan, it's just you know I've got to try and and be sort of neutral with it. Um, I'm not, you know, maybe I am sort of leaning slightly to Joshua because ideally I want him to win because I want him to have the fights with, with Fury and I want him to have the fights with Wilder. Um, that could still happen if, even if he does lose, and there's no doubt about it. Potentially. There is a fight there, and and even no matter what happens against Ruiz, I still believe that Joshua Dillian White will happen next year as well. I think that is a massive fight that can happen. Obviously, we're still waiting on the base sample bollocks, but you know it is what it is. Um, but this is just this this fight in in general. You know the revenge v versus repeat is is a big factor of it. You know we, we've broke it down through the years and. And we've looked at it literally from from way way back and uh, how they tend to pan out and, and the, the, the chances are it's going to be a repeat. Um, I, I still believe that this is more of an even key of of Floyd Patterson and, and Johansson, Ingemar Johansson for me. I believe that Patterson is pretty much what like a Ruiz is. I'm not disrespecting Ruiz. You've clearly made a great point that he has had a decorated amateur career and he's been a guy that hasn't had the big fights and probably not been 
publicly um sort of his publicity hasn't been as as great as as joshua but i still feel that joshua is a big name and i think he's one of the best in the division i think it was just a wrong a bad night for him um people are entitled to that um you know you're as good as your last fight joshua at the minute is not that good so i can completely understand why people would say repeat but i'm really intrigued really interested to see how it goes and and i will be rooting for joshua i'm not going to lie um but, you know, it's boxing. Um, whatever happens, happens. We'll see. Just as long as they put in a great performance, a pair of them. And I'm not bored to death while I'm falling asleep. <laughs> That's all I hope for, really. <laughs> well, we did our Revenge versus Repeat podcast earlier on in the week. So if you've not already checked that out, please go and check it out. It's a great little episode based on the heavyweight boxing history of the last 50 years, talking about all the fights that have been significant. So, will Anthony Joshua join himself alongside the names of people like Muhammad Ali, people like Lennox Lewis, or will Andy Ruiz repeat his performance on June the 1st and also etch his name in boxing history? We're going to have to find out. It's Saturday night, 9pm UK time. Get it on. We're all can't wait for it. Revenge or repeat. How's it going to go down, folks? Being a champion has responsibilities and it's about having a championship mindset. People can say, man, if he did it, I could do it. time around is Saudi Arabia. Sports Social Podcast Network.